Baldy, good to have you here. Thank you. Um, let's sort of dissect e- each of these games here. I mean, obviously the, the the Chiefs are they've been in the playoffs. They've not advanced. Does that get in a team's head when that happens? Uh, you hope not. Yeah. I mean, things do get in, in teams' heads, you know. But um, I mean, you you got to block out the noise this time of the year. I mean, if you're listening to anybody out there, you're crazy. I mean, you just got to <laughs> pull it together and. You know, I mean, every year is a different year and things that have happened in the past and all that kind of stuff. It's an all nonsense. I mean, you got to just focus on the team at hand. And I mean, I was just, I mean, just if you just go back to watch the Eagles last week and the level of concentration of Nick Foles and, you know, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Golden Tate, you know, I mean, in crunch time, the level of concentration, like nothing. Nothing bothered those guys. Nothing phased them. The noise, the crowd, the center of the field, Khalil Mack. I mean, that level of concentration is what you got to bring to the game this weekend. What's changed with the Colts? I don't think many people saw them as a playoff team. I mean, Andrew Luck, obviously. But what other things have made this team get better? Well, I mean, first of all, you got to play the whole season out. So, I mean, one in five. I've been one in five for a Colts team before. And we won eight out of ten. This team won nine out of ten to get to the playoffs. So, you know, when they started, I mean, it was it was a new staff, it was a new new regime, new way of doing things. A lot of new players, uh, rookies like a Darius Leonard, new players, young players like an Andrew Walker uh, and Marcus Hunt. I mean, you got to allow Matt Eberflus to put in a system and then start coaching up. They had a ton of injuries early. They fixed the offensive line. Quentin Nelson is the best lineman to come in this league in a long, long time. Uh, he made the left tackle Costanzo better. He made the center Ryan Kelly better. Um, Frank Reich has a really uh, a really good system and scheme and a way of doing things. Um, you know, you get a guy like Eric Ebron, and he failed in Detroit, but he was basically not asked to be a tight end in Indianapolis. He was asked to be a, a, a big slot wide receiver. It's what he is. And he won a lot of matchups, and Andrew Luck trusted him. And so all those things, and then you just get the leadership and intelligence of a healthy Andrew Luck. And look, in July, I was hearing reports that he was like, Jumping for joy because he could throw a Nerf football. And I thought, wow, how long is it going to take? I mean, we all heard those reports. He was throwing a Nerf ball. And I'm like, you can't play football if you're throwing a Nerf ball. And here he is throwing darts down the field to T.Y. and Pascal. And so it's it's been a five-month evolution here. Dallas is playing really good football. Uh, do they? How do you see Dallas and the Rams? Well, I mean, look, go back to that Thursday night game against the Saints when Dallas just completely shut down the Saints. I mean, that defense is the most violent defense in the league. Every play is a car crash. They hit you from every direction at full speed. They know where they're going, and they're going full speed. They're well-coached, they're young, and they don't know any better. So that's, they're gonna, they'll be just fine defending the Rams and what they want to do. And then offensively, uh, you know, the offensive line got better. They got healthy. Tyron Smith got in there. Um, you know, and then, look, uh, Zeke is the best back in football. And, they, and they've written him. That their question, and Amari Cooper helped, but their question is could they get enough or any, in some cases, explosive plays? They got a couple last week, and they've been getting a few, and Amari gives them some of that. So they got a little juice to the offense now. Sunday's matchups, two questions. Does it matter Again, the Chargers have to go cross-country. Does it matter that Philly has been basically playing playoff games for the last three or four weeks? 
Well, I mean, if you look at the Chargers now, they, they went cross-country to Pittsburgh in December. They beat them. They went to Kansas City halfway across the country. They beat them on a Thursday night. You know, they've just gone across the country to Baltimore and beat them. And that was, I thought, their toughest matchup was Baltimore. They just handed it to them two weeks prior. So traveling to New England is not going to be an issue for the Chargers. They've done it now. They've, they're seasoned at it. I mean, no team has traveled like that and won three big, huge games against good teams. So I, th- I don't think it's going to be a factor. Uh, you know, what will be a factor will be the Patriots two weeks in preparation, getting healthy, getting Gronk better, um, getting healthy uh, across the board. And then you just never know what the Patriots are going to do with two weeks to get ready. I mean, they, they're going to show things to the Chargers that they haven't yet seen in any 16 games the Patriots have played. And how quickly can you adjust to that? So I think that's a big part of it. And while the Eagles have won four in a row, and you could say everyone has been a playoff game, I, I think they are, you know, they're, they're playing great football right now. They don't want to go home. They don't want it to end. They feel like this could be a very similar run to last year. And this is an incredibly tough Assignment. New Orleans beat them 48-7 to back on November 11th. It was an embarrassment. The worst loss Doug Peterson's ever endured. And there's a lot of people in Philadelphia and inside the Eagles locker room that believe that the Saints went ahead and just, you know, got carried away and ran up the score on them. And they haven't forgotten any of it. So they're going to come back healthier and better in a lot of positions with a lot of new faces. And I think they'll be ready to battle the Saints. Browns fan, I want me to ask you, Baldy, uh, what do you think of the hire of Kitchens? And he's alarmed that so many of the staff was let go. So I guess, do, do, do you like the fact that Kitchens was hired? Well, I think you had to keep stability, at least on the offensive side, with what Baker did the last seven games under uh, Fred. I mean, it was an incredible turnaround. And we saw what the talent that Baker has really flourish. And suddenly... You know, they were a highly, highly competitive team. And so you have to – they had to consider that. Plus he's young, and plus he, he had a command about him. So you lose Greg Williams, and um, you, you lose a lot there. But I thought they had to at least keep at least Freddie. And if you want to make him the head coach, and it's, uh, you got to wear a lot of hats now. He's got to talk to the whole team. He's got to – set the agenda every week. He's got a, a lot more duties as the head coach than he had as just the offensive coordinator. But, you know, I mean, obviously, um, John Dorsey is a smart guy. He's been around a lot of good coaches. So if he feels he's ready, I trust what John Dorsey thinks. All right. The rest of the hires that have been made so far, Baldy, any of them surprise you? Well, I think Adam Gase getting hired in New York is a surprise. Uh, you know, if you look at what the Dolphins did the final week of the season against the Buffalo Bills, the Bills destroyed them. Yeah. I mean, it was awful. It was, I think, the worst defeat of the year. And usually that's kind of, uh, you know, on the resume of the head coach. But I guess people think that Adam Gase is, is going to really help Sam Darnold, you know, flourish. And uh, the second time around, he'll do it better. We'll, we'll see. Uh he did have one playoff appearance there in Miami, so you know, with a backup quarterback. So you know, it's not like he's had a just a you know a bad resume. But I was a little surprised by that. I'm surprised that Cliff Kingsbury got a job, not because I don't think Cliff can do it. Uh, I like Cliff. I've been around him a lot, doing Big Twelve games. I think he is innovative and creative, and he's way ahead of the curve in where this game is going. I, I think about all those things. I just don't know. You know, if you're in Lubbock for the last, I don't know, six or seven years, like what kind of pro connections do you have to build a staff? 
And that that would be my big concern about Cliff right now, and I'm sure it's being addressed right now. I want you to tell people where they can find Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter because it, it really does help the average fan understand the game better. Well, anybody could go on Twitter and just go at Baldy NFL, and I do hashtag Baldy's breakdowns all game all all day long, uh, every day on every team. All thirty-two teams get represented. I I'm a fan of football. I, I don't favor one team or the other. I'm highlighting a lot of these playoff games right now because that's where the action is, and that's what the NFL wants me to do. But you can go to you can do that on Twitter, or you could go to the NFL.com and you can follow Baldy's breakdowns there, and you can go to YouTube and find instant playbooks and. Um, I'm going to put content out there every single day for people to watch and learn and and try to get a better understanding of what's going on in these games. And it does, believe me, it does help uh, the average fan understand the game better. My last minute, Baldy, uh, Kyler Murray, if he comes out for the NFL draft, do you think he'd be successful in the NFL? I do, and I love him. He was my favorite player in college football the last two years. Uh, well, I mean, last year. Baker was my favorite player, then Kyler this year. But uh, here's the thing. Even if he doesn't come out, if I was a team, I'd spend a draft pick on him. I mean, I might not spend a third round or a fourth round, but if I had a fifth round pick, I would, I'd take it on Kyler Murray. I think he could play in the NFL. Um, I think he could do anything that Mike Vick can do, uh, that did do. I mean, you give me one guy that is that fast, mobile, tough, uh, and throws the ball like that, I mean, I'd I'd take him. I don't care how, how how tall he is. I mean, they they knocked Russell Wilson down to the third round because of his height, and he started every single game for Seattle, and he's been to two Super Bowls. So, I don't care about that. This kid, I think he could play, and whether he comes out or not, I'd still draft him just in case things don't work out with the Oakland A's. Okay, great stuff as always from Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network. Brian, thank you. Always appreciate it. All right, my pleasure. Thank you. You got it. He knows his stuff, Brian Baldinger.